Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. Hope you're okay. We've got the top stories and things you're talking about in Kent on Tuesday, June the 29th. And first today, it's been a big issue for parents throughout the pandemic. Children having to isolate and miss time at school if someone in their class tests positive for COVID. Well, after an incredibly disrupted year for pupils across Kent, there are now plans to change how things work from September. The Children's Commissioner for England wants life for kids to get back to normal as soon as possible. And that could mean the scrapping of bubbles in school, whether that's classes or whole year groups. Instead, daily COVID tests could be brought in if a pilot scheme of the idea is seen to be a success. Well, Jamie has been speaking to Hayley King, who's the head teacher of Tiger Primary in Maidstone, to find out what she thinks. I'd like to know more about it. I certainly think we need to find a way forward. We cannot carry on the way that we are because, you know, you get one case in school and it, it has a massive impact. And some school environments allow themselves to have small bubbles and the the rooms are quite spaced out then you have other school environments that everybody's on top of each other so it, it, it often impacts more than perhaps one bubble anyway no matter how much you try so I think something needs to happen and if they do decide to bring uh, the, the current tests into primary schools you were talking about a logistical challenge is it possible to test every child in your school every day no <laughs> um I think, you know, we'd be really reliant on parents having to do that and do those at home and report the results for us. We certainly wouldn't have, A, the time if we were going to continue keeping um, a curriculum running that we have running and we're still trying to catch up on the, the time that the children have already missed in school. So the logistics and the manpowers and the time that would take actually would be detrimental to having them back in school anyway. In some ways, they'd be better at home if that were the case where we could have online learning from the start of the day. Overall do you think that uh, schools, your school and others are generally quite safe places for children to be with the way that things are now or are there certain things that you would like to see put in place still at this point? I do believe schools are safe places. I think you know all schools have worked really hard to ensure that we have bubbles and systems in place that help children remain in their bubbles what is sad is that, you know, the fact that we have to stay in bubbles, that we don't have those lovely moments where older children are supporting younger children, where we can do sort of inter-age activities. Those things are, are being missed. And for the children, that's a real shame because it's a real part of learning. It's a real part of growing up when you're helping others. And we've, we've got at the moment seven individual schools almost because they never overlap. They don't meet together they don't eat together they're very separate and that's quite sad really and I think the children are missing out on a a wealth of experience and knowledge and a rite of passage growing up being able to mix with their younger peers or older peers. Figures given to the Kent Online podcast show in just one week earlier this month, 12,000 children in Kent were not in school. While the figure may seem high, it is considerably lower than the snapshot given in December last year, although not all schools have returned their stats. Still an incredibly high number of children missing out on class. Well, you can let us know what you think today about the possible changes. Would you like your child to take a COVID test each day or do you prefer them to isolate if there's a positive case. You can leave your comments on the story at Kent Online or on our socials. Kent Online News.
A court's heard a man who'd been struggling with his mental health tried to murder his mum at their Maidstone flat because he thought she was Hitler. The victim spent four months in hospital after being attacked by Patrick Matthews at the property above the Traga laundrette in Barming in January 2019. The 43-year-old who admitted attempted murder has been ordered to remain in a secure mental hospital until further notice. A journalist from Medway has been held by an extremist group while reporting in the Middle East. 32-year-old Matthew Kynaston was working in Lebanon when he was detained by members of Hezbollah who seized his passport and phone. The former Rochester Math School pupil has since been handed over to the Lebanese authorities for questioning and has messaged his sister to reassure her he's OK. A Dover man who set fire to a flat while residents were still inside has been jailed for four and a half years. Jason Scott used a cigarette to catch clothing alight at the property on Dover Road in August last year. Those inside did manage to get out and help elderly neighbours to safety. The 48-year-old from the same road will serve another three and a half years on licence. The Kent Online podcast has been told a planning application for a multi-billion pound theme park in Kent will continue to go ahead, despite calls by rivals for it to be scrapped. Merlin Entertainments, which runs Thought Park and Alton Towers, have been considering legal action over the resubmission of proposals for the London resort on the Swanscombe Peninsula. But the planning inspectorate has said there's been no material change to the plans and there'll be a further consultation. Now, be honest, have you ever booked a table at a restaurant and then not turned up? Sounds pretty unbelievable, but a number of restaurant owners in Kent say it's becoming a really big problem. They've already had a tough time with having to be closed for months on end due to the pandemic and are now facing having diners do a no-show. Kieran O'Quigley owns Moomoo Experience, a selection of venues in Maidstone, which includes Fifi's Brasserie. Almost half the bookings at the restaurant didn't show up for their table on Saturday, meaning some staff had to be sent home early. He's been speaking to the podcast probably doesn't hurt so much on a Monday evening or a Tuesday evening, but when it's prime time Saturday, um, the chances of you reselling those tables again um, is uh, very difficult. And had we been given prior warning uh, or 48 hours notice even, it just gives us the chance. Now people may be thinking, well look, you know, a couple of spare tables here and there, it doesn't hurt, but on a Saturday night, Saturday night is the time that, uh, not that we rake the money in, um, it's literally to try and pay bills, it's to try and keep our head above water. Remember that this industry, the hospitality industry, is completely on its knees. You know, we're trying to come out of, um, you know, a closure. Parts of our business have been closed for 15 months. It's a long time. And I know it's been very difficult for everybody. It really has. But I think if you're making a booking at any time for a restaurant, you should have the common decency that if you're not going to turn up to, um, to inform that establishment, to give them a chance to resell that table but especially on the back end of what we're coming out of we would have thought there would be more sympathy to restaurants and people making an extra effort to inform um uh, restaurants and that is not happening so knock-on effect is that uh, we can't pay government loans back as quickly as we need to um, and also there's a knock-on effect for the waiters and waitresses as well because you know if half your restaurant doesn't turn up those waiters and waitresses that need to pay 
um, their rent and their wages need to be released earlier. And so it affects their wages. So there is a bit of a knock-off. Sure. And what are some solutions or does it just come down to customers making sure that they do phone you up if they're not able to make those bookings? Well, we tried. I mean, I, I tried everything apart, apart from wanting to put the deposit process in. Um, most restaurants ask for a deposit, especially at prime times. Um, I wanted to try and avoid that, especially coming on the back end of this pandemic. You know, we do realise that money is a little bit tight for everybody. So I tried to avoid that. And then we tried another process before we got to asking for a £10 deposit. We tried to say to the customers, um, uh, we gave the opportunity for them to cancel whilst we rang them on the phone. So 24 hours before they arrived, we would be speaking to customers. I, we're just confirming verbally your table for tomorrow night. You've made a booking. Now, a lot of them were, were, were telling us on the phone, yeah, no problem. They were, they were double confirming their booking, but still failing to turn up without letting us know. So we can't continue that now. And so what we've had to do is anybody booking on a Friday or Saturday evening, we're going to be taking a £10 person deposit that will come off their bill at the end. It just is some way of trying to ensure that the people actually turn up. And has that been put in place now or is that something that you're going to be putting in place? It's been put in place uh, uh, in the last couple of days. So we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I think it's a, you know, there is a restaurant that I know not too far from us here. And, you know, they only have 30 covers. And, you know, uh, the other Saturday he had 16 people in total. It didn't turn up between half past eight and quarter past nine. Now, that's devastating for him. We are very lucky that we have a couple of arms to Moomoo's that we can rely on other um, sections of our business to try and pull us through so it doesn't hurt as much, although it does hurt. And so I just think that um, we'll see. We'll see what happens with this temper, but I think it's very little to ask. If you're going to book a restaurant and you're going to turn up, a £10 deposit is not going to hurt either way if that's your intention to come to the restaurant. And of course, if there are legitimate reasons, because if somebody has COVID or somebody is self-isolating or somebody, you know, we will look at that individually to refund those people. And, you know, should they need refunding and, and have the decency to, 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 to let us know? Um, but I think it's a small price to pay for the people who leave those uh, seats completely empty. Well, we've been asking what you think about the idea of paying a deposit when booking a table. The results of the poll are in. 83% say you'd be happy to do it, while 17% say no. Kent Online reports. People living in new homes in Ashford have launched a petition over issues with them, including a sewage smell that's apparently making their children feel sick. Some of the homeowners in Conningbrook Lakes have also complained about damp leaks and a faulty door. Latham Homes and Chartway Group say they're working through the problems. Two cat owners in Walderslade and Bexley Heath are warning others about cat food sold by major retailers after their pets had to be put down. The products, which are made by Fold Hill Foods and sold in Sainsbury's and Pets at Home, the owners say they had no idea they were feeding their animals food, which had been recalled. Well, a spokesman for Fold Hill Foods says they're working to find the course of the cases. A Margate man who died for 10 minutes before being saved thanks to the use of a defibrillator is calling for more of them to be available. Available in sports venues. Vinnie Brett fell to the ground at a boxing club and needed to be shocked three times before he was saved. He says he's lucky to be alive, but he's still finding things difficult. Been in a lot of pain, been tired. I've had two, three naps a day. 
um, yeah, it's been it's weird. It's been it's going to be a long road to be fair, but it's been really tiring. And I've been worn out so much, but we're getting there. And not only tiring, I suppose, like physically, mentally, it mentally be yeah. as well. Uh, as like, like I said earlier, I've been forgetting things and stuff. Not not dramatically, but just little bits that I wouldn't normally forget. Um, yeah, it's just it's just going to be it's going to be a tough one. Obviously, I I was. I died for 10 minutes, so without the quick thinking of the three lads, Andy, uh, Mark and um, Wayne, if it wasn't for them three, then I would never have been here today. I, was, I certainly wouldn't be doing this. They, um, they kept me alive until the ambulance come. The ambulance took four minutes, which is quite a good response, really. Obviously, but in the ambulance, I thank them, and I certainly thank Margate Hospital as well, because they kept me alive and put me in a reduced coma. It just goes to show that it can happen to anybody and f for sure we need, especially in this area, we need like so much more like, defibrillators. There's a gym just across the road and yeah, it's got nothing and it's like a big communal gym. It hasn't got any defibrillators or anything like that. So, And someone from this gym went over there to try and get one but they didn't have one. So hopefully with the awareness that we're going to raise, then hopefully we'll be able to put maybe one out on a in a box outside this gym and have one inside the gym maybe. The first passenger cruise ship has sailed into Dover for the first time in 15 months. Tui's Morella Explorer arrived alongside a celebratory welcome from local tugs and water cannons as part of her British Sights and Seas sailings. A vehicle that can lay out traffic cones instead of it having to be done by people is being tested out at Kent's Manston Airport. At the moment, two crew would be needed to put out and collect cones from sections of roadworks. The new machine uses a huge rotating drum to do the job instead. You can see it in action at Kent Online. Two gorillas, including one from here in Kent, are thought to have made history after becoming the first captive-born couple to give birth in the wild. The baby Western Lowland Gorilla was born to mother Mayombe and father Jongo in Gabon. 15-year-old Jongo was born at Portland Reserve near Hythe before being released in 2013. Crews from Netflix have been spotted on the Kent coast filming a brand new series. It's been given a working title of Evergreen and cameras were spotted on the beach and pier in Herne Bay. The Kent Film Office says the series will be a drama about a day out at the seaside, although it's not known yet when we'll be able to see it. And England's longest and fastest zip wire has opened at Blue Water. The 60-mile-per-hour Skywire is the first of nine new attractions at the Hang Loose Adventure Centre. It has four 725-metre-long zip lines which run from a 40-metre-high chalk cliff and drop into the shopping centre's grounds. You can see a video at Kent Online. Kent Online Sport. Football and England take on Germany in the last 16 of the Euros later. The old rivals are set to meet for the first time in a competitive game since the 2010 World Cup, with Germany claiming victory that day. While with a place in the quarterfinals up for grabs, these fans in Medway are feeling anxious. I'm excited, I'm nervous, I'm tense, I'm scared, feeling all these different emotions at once. The game against Germany is absolutely massive and the stakes have gone up in significance after the results of the last few days and the way the draws potentially worked out for England. We might not get an opportunity as good as this again, especially considering the fact we're playing majority of our games at home at Wembley in front of a home crowd. So really hoping the boys rise up to the occasion. We've never beaten a team like Germany in my lifetime in a knockout game. It has to happen eventually. 
I'm going to predict one New England, bring it home, boys, be legends. I'm very, very nervous for the game. Just speaking about it makes me quite nervous. I think Germany have um, this team that have very explosive um, wing-backs and, and we've got Havertz who can easily just drop back and just create himself some free space. Yeah, it's, it's going to be difficult, but I think we've got the quality in our team right now to challenge them. And I feel if we're, if we're very on it, we can probably take it to penalties and win, hopefully. Um, get a bit of revenge, especially for Southgate. But I'll be back in the boys, nevertheless. This is a really exciting game because England haven't played a big team at a major tournament since Southgate's been in charge. Even the Croatia game in 2018 didn't have that appeal to it that this does. And the fact it's the Germans at Wembley in a major tournament, it's just, there's so much riding on it. And when you look at England's side of the draw, you beat the Germans, there's a clear route to the final. And someone in this England team has got to step up and be the hero. Be a hero that will be remembered for years to come. Harry Kane, Raheem Sterling, they might not get this opportunity again. Phil Foden can give a performance of a lifetime and be remembered forever. Um... So yeah, it's just make it count. You might not get this opportunity again. In terms of predictions, I'm going to go 2-1 England. The game kicks off at Wembley at 5. We'll have reaction to the result in bulletins on our sister radio station, KMFM, tomorrow from 6. And in cricket, Kent have suffered their first defeat at home in the T20 blast. They were unable to defend a score of 168 against Somerset, who won by 10 wickets at Canterbury yesterday. The Spitfires remain second in the table with six wins from nine and they travel to take on the Sussex Sharks tonight. Well, that's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Plus, you can subscribe to the IM News app. That will give you access to all KM Group newspapers. Just head to subsaver.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.